0: Yes, Randy. Here's Dr. Randy. Hello, Randy. Hi, Dr. Randy. Hi, Randy. Hi, Dr. Randy. I have a specific question.
1: My question is Hi, I have a
0: question
2: about My question to Dr. Randy is How do I ask for help?
3: Welcome to Intentional Living. Dr. Randy here at our Intentional Living Center, along with Jennifer, Steven, and Gino, our team, and welcome to Facebook friends who are joining us. Uh, Those on our podcast, listening in uh, around the world, and of course all of our radio stations around the country, glad to be with you here from our our center as we just open the phones to talk about life and uh, what God's intention is, and as a brother in Christ, just telling you a little bit about what I would encourage you to think about. And so as you call, I'll just weigh in and maybe offer a thought or two that you can pray about for yourself to see if it's helpful for you. All right. Uh, we got some calls we'll get to here, but you're welcome to call our comment line at 888 1717 We start, apparently, another Randy here on the line from Texas uh, with a story. Hey, Randy, how are you doing?
2: I'm good, Randy. Thank you.
3: Yeah, appreciate your call. Go right ahead.
2: Okay. I don't know. Do you remember me at all?
3: Well, tell me a little more of the story. Let's see.
2: <laughs> okay. I originally was from Michigan. And I was a deputy sheriff for Roscommon County mm-hmm. and I was transporting a prisoner named Chris to prison. And I had called family life radio ahead of time to see if they could say something encouraging comes their, their telethon was going on and they agreed. And on the way there, I'm transporting Chris who's 18 to prison and Halfway to prison, Chris looked at me and he said, Randy, I'm scared. And I had been working with Chris because I did the Bible study in the county jail. And I said, I know you are, Chris, but God will take care of you. At that very moment, Dave Kersey broke in and he made wow. the statement that we know that there's a young man named Chris on his way to prison from Roscommon County. And he shared the story of Joseph, who was in prison Justly, but yet him so greatly, and he prayed first. And, and looking, looking at me, but I could see the tears were rolling down his eyes. It was a real God moment. Wow! And Chris finally looked at me and he said, "I'm yours anymore, Randy." Mm. And I just wanted to share that I, I, I met you down there at uh, Family Like Radio mm-hmm. in Midland. A yeah, uh, number yeah, of years uh, ago.
3: Yeah. That, that, yeah. You're really forcing yeah, my memory. Yeah, you're Brooks, going back Dave, to Dave Kersey, who's in heaven <laughs> already. Uh, and so you're going back and yeah, yeah, that, I, do, I do remember, the, I do remember the story. Did you ever hear the outcome of what happened to Chris? Well, he, he
2: actually did his time. I've seen him once. And, and, and I just saw the program as I was going through my Facebook, cause I get family life. So I started listening and, I last night I saw Chris's Facebook name came in as a possible friend. So I've tried to friend him. So I'm actually going to be in contact with him again, hopefully.
3: Mm. Well, let him but know. I, I wanted you. To- well, that is, that's a powerful story, Randy. And I think it's a reminder of why we do what we do. And by the way, thank you for your service all those years. Appreciate that. Um, it's a reminder of what we do through the radio. And through podcasts now that multiply our voice around the world and through streaming that goes out around the world and Facebook and other things um, is a reminder that God cares for you, whatever you are. Uh, In Randy's case, he was transporting a prisoner to, to prison and the truth was spoken into his life and it transformed his life. It was transformational. And so I say to you, maybe you're not going to prison, but you're feeling like you're living in a prison today. In your marriage or in your family, you're struggling with whatever it is you're facing. And um, to be reminded that you can have freedom in Christ, you can experience that same kind of freedom that Chris experienced, even though he was behind bars. And uh, that's a powerful reminder. Randy, thank you. Uh, We had a little dropout on your phone, cell phone, but... I think we got the essence of your call. Very powerful. Okay. Uh, let me go. Let me see here. Let me go to um, Jan, who's on the line in Michigan. Jan, welcome to Intentional Living. Hi. I appreciate your call. What's your question for me today?
4: Okay. Um, well, I'm um, visiting my granddaughter mm-hmm. and daughter-in-law, and um, my daughter, or uh, my granddaughter, she has these dreams that she was talking to her mama about, and she brought up about Lucifer.
1: Mm.
4: And nobody knows where she got this from. Mm. And in her dreams, he, this Lucifer tells her to hurt her mama and daddy. Mm. And, yeah. And she's, they're they're confused as to basically why she's having these dreams, and because they 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 read the Bible, they teach her of the Bible. Actually, now she's going to a I think they call it a parochial school. Um, she's actually homeschooled, but part of the time she goes to the parochial. Which just started. Yeah. Um, so we're hoping that that's why. Does she have, act out during important.
3: the day? Does she have other issues going on in her life?
1: Oh yeah.
3: Okay. Does. All right. Yeah. So there's other things going on that may be showing up uh, through these uh, through these dreams, and the oh yeah from grandma sort of reveals that there's some other things yeah. that are going on. Of course, we never discount two things. We never discount the spiritual piece of this. And I would encourage you, as a grandma, to pray for a hedge of protection around your granddaughter and around the family. Because we know, as the Bible says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We know there are spiritual principalities and powers at war with our mind and uh, with our spirit and our relationships. But we also know this, that greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. We know that ultimately God is the power source and Satan is our enemy. Now, taking that piece and setting aside for a moment, if there's a bunch of stuff going on in the family, and some of this is starting to come out with dreams and things that that uh, your granddaughter is saying about what she's being, you know, told or what she's hearing in her mind, I would take that seriously to go get some help. I would I would encourage the parents or you or whoever to sit down and get get the find out what's going on and use this as a as a fuel to say the family needs to deal with some things because daughter is starting to have dreams and feelings and thoughts that are destructive and hurtful. And listen, nowadays with what we're facing, we got to take this stuff seriously. And, uh, and so I would encourage you to find um, for the family, working with the family, that they would get some counseling. They would get to somebody who's trained, um, someone who can help them, Help the granddaughter. They can start talking about what's going on. Get this stuff out. I wouldn't ignore it. I would deal with it. But understand there's also the spiritual dynamic. There's also the daily relational dynamic going on in this family. And boy, let me pray for you guys. Father, I do pray for a hedge of protection around Jan, Grandma Jan, and the family, and this uh, granddaughter. We pray for that hedge of protection for them. That your spirit will be there. We pray for this uh, granddaughter. um, That whatever is going on, there can be some help for her and for the family. That they can deal with some issues that will be helpful to advance this family in a healthy way. And to take these things seriously. And uh, we ask for that in Christ's name. Amen. Mm, That's intentional living, isn't it? We'll be praying for you, Jan. Let's take a break. We'll be back.
5: This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back are you overwhelmed by the uncertainty of life for many uncertainty can lead to fear and unhealthy life habits in dr randy's teaching intentional living when you're sick and tired you'll learn about the apostle paul's work with the church that exhausted and overwhelmed him and his commitment to walk by faith when you give right now we'll send you this teaching And we'll toss in God Hears and Answers, a book by Dr. Randy on developing a vibrant prayer life that will grow your faith and confidence in God during times of uncertainty. We'll email you this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools each month. To receive the teaching and the book, call 888 -888 1717 today or visit theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com.
3: And you know, this uh, book, uh, God Hears and Answers Prayer, uh, for your relationships, is really going to be a very helpful, practical um, book, because it not only has some teaching and scripture, but it also has some prayers, specific prayers. And sometimes I find even when I read a prayer, someone has really uh, been moved by God and they write a prayer as I read it, it's just a powerful reflection of my own heart and spirit. And so this book will be helpful to you, along with the teaching this month. Intentional Living, when you're feeling sick and tired, will be helpful. So come and join us. Be a part of Intentional Living, the monthly support. Thank you to those of you who are. And an additional gift today, we'll, we'll want to get this book to you. And we just want to encourage you to come and be a part of the ministry. Just go to TheIntentionalLife.com, TheIntentionalLife.com, or call 888-888-1717. Before I get the... To my next call, I just just a, a follow-up thought for Jan, Grandma Jan, concerned about the granddaughter that's having these dreams. The fact that that the granddaughter is telling you that she's having these dreams is a good thing because it's sort of her way of saying, I need some help. It's her way of saying, I don't like what's going on. I'm I'm concerned about this. I'm worried about this. And so getting some help for her, for the family, getting this out, getting it on the table, dealing with it. Uh, for her benefit. And so it's a much better that you're hearing the granddaughter tell you that she's had these thoughts and these feelings and these things that are coming into her mind than to uh, just suppress them and act out in some way. It might be destructive. So uh, again, I really encourage you and the family for the benefit of the whole the whole family to get get some help there. Okay, uh, today we're focusing on this thing of living an intentional life in Christ. Taking your questions uh, and just get a chance to talk. Let's uh, go. Let me see here. The Tammy in Michigan. Hi, Tammy. Appreciate your call. Hi, your, how are you? Good, good. What's your question today?
0: Um, I had, I was listening to your previous um, broadcast. I had heard you talking to Denise um, on yesterday's program regarding her eight-year-old mm-hmm. and. Uh, her questioning her faith. Um, and it kind of struck a chord with me, uh, because my, uh, our oldest daughter, she's 19. She'll be 20 this year. Um, she just moved last summer down to Georgia, uh, with her boyfriend and she is at the, uh, point of questioning her faith. and, um, she's been raised in the church. Um, I, I tried to, We tried to raise our children with not forcing, you know, religion on them to be able to make their choices, you know, type of thing. Um, you don't have to pray with us, but you have to be present, you know, as mm-hmm. far as out of respect or whatnot. Right. She's telling me she's not atheist. She says she's more agnostic at the moment. So I just want to know, like, other than praying for her, you know, what could I say to, like, encourage her? to look deep, you know, cause I mean, she's gone to Christian camp six years and you know, while she was 13 to, to 19 and she's counseled at the Christian camp and everything. But, uh, her boyfriend's the same. He's kind of agnostic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so I'm not really sure. I know that, like you said, you know, we all question things, but I just, other than praying for her, I kind of want to know how I can encourage her, at, but at the same time, not push her away.
3: <laughs> well, the good news is she's talking to you about it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she's she's just being honest with you. I'm, I'm questioning, is this faith real? Um, is everything I was taught real? And again, I think acknowledging the fact, you know, honey, you're 19 years old, I would expect you to... Wrestle with this.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, I've talked to her about that, you know, that we all have questions and we can't answer them all. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: And you're gonna have to come to a decision yourself, but but don't um but but make sure you're wrestling with your relationship with Christ, not something that you didn't like from growing up in our home or in church or relationships or something, or your boyfriend that might be influencing you away, because listen, we influence each other. Right. And who we pick right. and how we choose to live impacts how we're gonna live. And so if she's right. if she's chosen a relationship with someone who is not interested in faith and they've moved to Texas, uh, it's hard to well, it's not hard to understand how your daughter would be wrestling with her faith. Because that's gonna right. challenge her faith is gonna challenge her life decisions. Right. Uh, and so uh, I would never discount the power of prayer because that's ultimately what you need is to build that. Right. He- that You heard me a moment ago telling Jan uh, about a hedge of protection. Here's what I would encourage you to pray. And this is a hard one to pray because if we really believe it, um, it you know, you, you don't know what God can do or will do. But the hedge of protection to protect our kids, but also a hedge of thorns that they won't find any pleasure in their life outside of God
0: yeah great.
3: that's uh, you know, because both of them are biblical
0: just, yeah yeah, and uh, like I said, I know there's power in prayer, but when you're when you like myself, you find yourself in the situation, it's a lot harder to think about what you should say than when mm-hmm. people are asking, you know <laughs> yeah,
3: how are you doing with this?
0: I mean, it breaks my heart, <laughs> but uh, you know. All I can do is pray. <laughs> we talk every day, you know, she doesn't avoid me. So that's a good thing. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Now is dad involved?
0: Yep. Uh, me and dad have been married 21 years this year. Um, he hasn't, you know, always been on the same, you know, we're all on different paths. He's uh, not always been the leader in the house as far as, you know, the leader and whatnot, but, uh, he has come around and uh, he's of the time he's been in church with me and the kids. So um, he knows what's going on and he prays for her too.
3: (laughs) Well, you're leaving the door open to keep the communication open with her and with this young man. Um, And I, you know, you've got parents listening right now that have been down this trail. And many of them are just saying, Tammy, um, from the day that that, Baby was conceived, it was God's gift. Um, and you give it back, You give that back to God and say, Lord, my daughter is yours. Uh, she knows the truth. Um, help her not to find any pleasure outside of her relationship with you. Build a hedge of protection around her um, from the evil one. Because we believe there's a spiritual battle. And uh, we ask you to, to draw her to yourself. And then I keep the door yes. open. I'd love her and pray for her, but I wouldn't preach to her. I wouldn't try to be the Holy Spirit.
0: Right, right.
3: I, I know. I no, that's
0: I, what I pray every night. I pray, Holy, you know, God, put put the Holy Spirit on her and yeah, steer her in the right direction.
3: <laughs> and, and and don't uh, be kind to yourself in the process. Because right, right. because satan can, can get into your head too and start well you should have done this and why didn't you do this and all sorts of trips that he'd love to right, take you on right just don't yeah, go, just don't go there day. just don't go there okay
0: yeah i appreciate i appreciate that yeah i know he works hard every day <laughs>
3: yeah well i'm glad you're listening keep listening and um, i know people will be praying for you tammy
0: well, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, I appreciate everything you have to
3: offer for mm-hmm. everybody. Glad to yeah. do it. Appreciate your call. You know, th- there are questions that we get here, Jennifer. That I wish I could just give a simple answer to. You know what I mean? Um, I could just say, "Well, do these two things, push this button, and everything's going to work out perfectly." Uh, but we live in a fallen world. We live in a corrupt world. We live in a sinful world. People are free will. They can make their own choices. And you could be the best parent in the world and do the best job and still have your child walk away from from the faith. And you can have another child growing up in a home where there was little faith and they get a dynamic faith and God moves. And... Um, I think it really is a reminder to us that our responsibility is for the input, not the output. Our job is to make sure we're doing the next right one thing, living our lives in accordance to God's intention, and then giving our children to Him. Mm, it's hard to do. Grandkids sometimes even harder. Because you have, less, you have less, you know, immediate control. All right, enough of me. Let's take a break. We got a break? Let's take a break. I'll be right back. He says in 2 Corinthians 1.8, to the people of Corinth for this church that he was going to rebuke in a sense, to really call them to account of his apostleship. And, and he's going back to sharing the gospel, the truth of the gospel and the power of the gospel. He says, for we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we despaired even to life. He was sick and tired. Intentional living when you're sick and tired in life. And if that's what you're feeling today, the lesson this month from our Intentional Living Center is here just to encourage you on your journey, hold you up. God's with you. You can do it uh, with his strength. And boy, today we've had some tough questions, tough issues. I hope you'll pray for Jan and for that granddaughter, for that family to, to be very intentional in getting some help for her and for the family. Positive help. Biblical help. Uh, good counseling support, and um, and for Tammy too, with that nineteen-year-old daughter that she loves so much and concerned for. All right, I think we've got time for one more. Let's get to uh, Jim in Florida. Go right ahead. Uh, what's your question today?
1: Hi, sir. I just had a question for you. My wife and I were married for thirty-four and a half years. Mm-hmm. We divorced in June of this year. It was mm-hmm. final. And we are um, right now working on reconciliation. Hmm. And right now everything is going along real good. We're getting along good. But there's still something in me that says that we shouldn't go beyond this point until we seek out counseling. Oh, yeah. I
3: would agree. What
1: ruined the marriage in the first
3: place? Absolutely. Now, in 34 years of marriage, Jim, was there a pattern of being up and down? Was there a pattern maybe where had you had been separated before or had problems and then get back together, that kind of thing?
1: Yes, sir. Just for a couple of days, though. I think about twice.
3: All right. So you've had a couple times where you had apart, and then all of a sudden, it's kind of like you're back together, but did you ever get to the bottom of what caused you to be apart for a couple of days? No,
1: sir. And that's a okay.
3: problem. Yeah. And now it's just the big apart. It's the ultimate, the divorce. Um, did you initiate right. it or did she? I did. Okay. Uh, she, she did not want it, but she did. She signed the papers anyway because she knew I did. And why did you want the divorce?
1: Well, there was no trust, no communication, no intimacy. And I'm not talking about just sex, but intimacy itself was was gone. Uh-huh. It just felt my, my heart had, had dried up all right so you were were, like there was nothing we tried to talk about something and she said well if you're going to do that we might as well get a divorce all right and she had said that before because mm -hmm. and it's not her it's just our communication was that wasn't that good
3: all right so there's not another person there's not abuse there's not alcohol there's not drugs there's just you guys as our culture would say you fell out of love
1: Right, yeah. right. All right,
3: you grew apart. You went different. Okay. Well, Jim, right. first of all, the fact that you initiated the divorce, now you're saying you want to, you know, you're interested in reconciling. You know, I think you use this as an opportunity. I I've, I've talked to hundreds of couples over my career who have been divorced and remarried, but I'll tell you the ones that don't work are the ones that just jump back into the marriage just because they're lonely or they think they should do that. Right, I don't want that. Yeah, you have an opportunity for the two of you to say, "Hey, 34 years hasn't been the best. We've had problems. This is the ultimate uh, blowout of the tire, as it were. You know, it's kind of like in the past you had slow leaks and you'd pump air back into it. Now you got a blowout Mm -hmm. and time to get the tire fixed before you move down the road. So I would really encourage you to take the lead in saying to your ex-wife, look, if we're going to have a reconciliation, we're going to have to do it right. And we're going to have to get with a counselor that has experience in dealing with couples and reconciliation, a Christian, preferably, my opinion, that someone that can lead you you know, with your Christian values to say, how do we make this marriage work? And start a very, very slow process. Keep all other people out. Don't get involved with anybody else. Don't gossip. Don't go out and tell all your friends about your ex-wife's problems and hers about you because I'll tell you, experience that creates a problem later on. Keep it between you guys and a counselor and get some help. Get a pattern and a path and some kind of standard policies that you're going to follow during the time you're in counseling and take it one day at a time and ask God to reveal His will for you guys as you move forward and uh, trust Him. Yes, sir. Okay. Is that something that sounds reasonable to you?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I was thinking along those lines and I mentioned it to her. And of course, she's all for it. She's, she's ready. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's more than willing to reconcile. And I am too. I just think we need to Take care of mm-hmm. the problem
3: that caused yeah. the separation mm-hmm. in the first place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you'd be. In fact, you'd be stupid not to continuing to do the same thing and expecting a different result. I think was once said as a form of stupidity. That's a Randy paraphrase, um, and that's why whenever we talk about separation, it should be for the purpose of truly reconciling, really coming to some resolution and resolving some issues. And being intentional to say, I'm willing to get in there and make those things work, but we're not going to move forward until we get things resolved. And uh, that takes time. All right. Again today, boy, some uh, tough, tough issues. And I hope you'll pray for those we've had a chance to talk to. And I would say to those we've talked to today, like Jan and and others, um, if today your spirit was led after you listened to say, hey, we need some further help. I mean, it's great to talk on the radio a little bit, but hey, we need to go deeper and get some help, like with Jan and her family, that you'll do that. Get the help that's needed. You know why? Because you don't want to have regrets down the road saying we should have, we could have, why didn't we? Um, Use this as an opportunity. Your emotions should become a fuel that helps you decide what direction we're going to take, what issues need to be dealt with, Uh, for God's glory and for our benefit, intentional living. Dr. Randy here. As we wrap up the show today, I want to say thank you to a group of people who are our monthly members, our community here at Intentional Living. I want to thank you because your faithfulness and your support, your generous support, monthly support, Uh, allows us to do this. We're a listener-supported nonprofit ministry. And I thank you for helping us do this, frankly. And then in turn, to be able to get out to people like yourself and others around the world, helpful resources, our podcast, uh, our Facebook, our events, which, by the way, coming to Michigan in April, coming up in a couple of months, is going to be our date night in Jackson and in Mount Pleasant. And the uh, ticket window will be open for you to get your tickets uh, here in just a couple weeks. I'll tell you more about that. All right, got to run for now. See you again tomorrow. More open phones as we talk about life here at Intentional Living.